Hi, I'm Serena Lowe. If you're used to hearing that introverts are shy, anxious, antisocial, and lack good communication and leadership skills, then this podcast is for you. You're about to fall in love with the calm, introspective, and profound person that you are. Discover what's fun, unique, and powerful about being an introvert, and how to make the elegant transition from quiet achiever to quiet warrior in your life and work, anytime you want, in more ways than you imagined possible. Thanks for being here. Welcome to episode 11 of the Quiet Warrior podcast. I'm Serena Lowe, the Quiet Warrior coach. In today's episode, I want to talk about something that is particularly challenging for introverts, but is also universally a challenge for other people. And I'm talking about setting healthy boundaries for yourself. Now, why do I feel so strongly about this topic? It's because personally, for many years of my life, I have been a terrible boundary setter. Practically had no boundaries at all. And I think that had to do with wanting to please, having such a deep need for people's approval that I could not say no. I would feel guilty if somebody asked me for help, a favor, my time, even my money. For some reason, it was like my executive function of my brain just shut down and it was overtaken by this overwhelming need to solve people's problems, to help people, to rescue people, to save them from their current pain and stress and anxiety. And I think what didn't also help is when you are a highly sensitive person and an empath, you feel emotions much more deeply. You feel other people's emotions, not just your own. And so you go around picking up all these signals, these calls for help from people you don't even know. And for many years, it felt like I was a walking disaster, an invitation for trouble, not because I was trying to do anything bad, but because I was trying to do good. And that was the irony of it, that because I didn't have healthy boundaries and had no concept of what a boundary is, I couldn't say no. I couldn't bring myself to do anything that would make me feel guilty for rejecting someone else. It felt as though I was being this mean person who said no, who wouldn't play along, who wouldn't follow the, the rules of the game, who wouldn't do the nice thing. I think deep inside, I felt like I always had to be a good girl. The one who says yes, the one who follows the rules, the one who avoids trouble, the one who pleases and makes others happy. And it's strange to be able to say that now, looking back. But in all the times when I found myself entangled in some kind of dysfunctional relationship or interaction, I just could not see it. As they say, you have to be outside the picture in order to see the frame. You can't see the picture while you're inside and part of it. And that's why I want to talk about boundaries and why it's so important for you to set healthy boundaries and learn to do so for yourself. And not just for yourself, but for the people around you. Because we teach others how to treat us by the way we treat ourselves. And one of the ways we can show self-respect and self-esteem and maintain our self-worth and our dignity is by having and maintaining healthy boundaries. So what are boundaries? Boundaries are like a limit, a fence you draw around your property, a line in the sand. A limit that says, this is what I will accept of your words and actions. That line tells where you end and I begin. 
And that sentence alone can be challenging. You might even feel some resistance coming up. What do you mean where you end and I begin? We don't really think about these things consciously. We go about practically on autopilot, repeating the patterns that have been instilled in us from young. And we assume that that's the only way we know and that's the only way to be. But as mature adults, we get to say no and we get to say yes in a more intentional way. So saying no can be a physical or mental, emotional, material kind of a no. It could be saying no because you're guarding your personal space. You're saying no because you only accept physical touch from certain people. You might be saying no to protect your thoughts, your beliefs, your values, and your opinions, which you have a right to. But if you've been conditioned to believe that your values or your beliefs are not as important as someone else's, or that they should fall in line with what the authority figures, what the system, what society says, and if yours are different, then yours are the wrong ones then you'll have a difficulty maintaining a boundary around those. You could have boundaries around your feelings and emotions. You could have boundaries around what money is, what time is, and how you value your labour. And that has implications for how you spend money, or how you save or invest, how you use your time or how you give it away, how you value your labour, or how you allow others to use your labour. So why do we need boundaries? Boundaries are a crucial part of self-care. They go to the heart of, I'm important enough to take care of myself. I'm important enough that my views should be respected. I'm important enough that I can say yes and say no and mean it. Boundaries teach others how we want to be treated. When you honour your own boundaries, you're telling others to honour them too. You're letting them know your rules. Boundaries are good for your mental health. Your personal boundaries protect the inner core of your identity and your right to choices. This was said by Gerard Manley Hopkins, one of my favourite poets. And I really can't think of a better way to put these words, that your personal boundaries protect the inner core of your identity and your right to choices. Some of us have grown up believing that we have no right to choose, that other people get to choose it for us. That someone with more authority, someone who has some kind of influence over us, someone who has greater economic power or has the power in the relationship, gets to say what we can do and what we can't do. And yet we know deep inside that that's wrong. That each of us as an individual, a unique human being existing in this world, should have a right to choose. And if you do, but then you're not aware of it, or if you do, but you've had a lifelong habit of pleasing and deferring to others and putting others' needs and desires and strong opinions above yours, or if you find yourself easily intimidated by people with more dominant personalities, then it is very hard for you to choose to say no. And here's another good one. Setting emotional boundaries, says Ramez Sasson. Prevent people from manipulating you, using you, and playing with your feelings. I remember reading recently about this 
trend, if you will call it. There was a very unpleasant name for it. I think it was called the pig butchering scandal or scam or something. And it's an online scam where the scammers prey on usually women from an emotional point of view and give them the impression that they are, you know, falling in love with them, for instance. And then they somehow manage to persuade them to part with large sums of money in some kind of an investment um, project, right? And this is just one of many, many ways that people with an unwholesome intent towards us can cross those boundaries. If we haven't got any boundaries or we have very weak boundaries, they can cross and trespass onto your personal space and start making you feel that you know you can't think clearly or you're not in control of your emotions or you're being swayed and you can't make decisions the way you normally do. And for some reason, you just feel you're, you're hostage. You're like you're playing out some kind of a character inside this drama. And it's all about power and feelings and, and what is said and what is not said and what's implied and all the hidden things. And there are all these rules. And then what happens at the end is that the person who has the least power and the least boundaries loses. You might lose your money. You might feel betrayed emotionally. And when you emerge from that you know, that situation, that entanglement, you wonder, what was that about? I'm an intelligent person. How did this happen? And that's, again, a case of what can happen when we allow others to manipulate us or to play with our feelings or to use us. And that's because we didn't have a strong boundary to start with. Boundaries are also important to help us avoid burnout. If you can't say no to being overworked or you believe that you have to work really, really hard and, you know, do lots of overtime and sacrifice your family time and your me time, and you fail to also look after yourself mentally and emotionally and physically, then that, of course, is a recipe for burnout. So we've talked about all the reasons it's important to maintain healthy boundaries. The stress, the losses, the embarrassment or shame or humiliation relationship issues, lost health, lost time, lost energy. At the deepest part of it, though, it is a sense of somebody has come into my personal space where only I can be. And that person has come in in order to invade or to trespass or to take over or to undermine and make me feel that I'm under attack. So if you're a people pleaser, if you have a habit of, you know, finding it hard to say no, and if you're also an empath who is sensitive to vibes and to other people's energy, you might find yourself vulnerable because there are so many mixed energies out there. And right now, there are a lot of unwholesome and negative influences, which makes a person with weak boundaries very vulnerable to people who are narcissists, bullies, scammers energy thieves, drama queens and drama kings, those with a victim mentality who love to blame their problems on everyone else and who especially love a good listener who is sympathetic, which very often the introvert is. So what we are in essence doing is playing into a controlled drama that involves the giving and the receiving 
and the holding on to of energy. And when we don't set and maintain healthy boundaries, we give away our energy, we leak personal power. Over time, we end up undermining our self-worth and self-identity. So how do you speak up for your values? How do you hold fast to your boundaries as an introvert? I love these tips by Oprah, which she shared on her social media. Number one, I wish I could, but there are other things I need to say yes to. How good is that one? It's emotionally intelligent. It softens by starting with that phrase, I wish I could. But there are other things I need to say yes to. And if you hear a statement like that, you you probably would feel it's reasonable. Yes, people have other things they need to say yes to. And so you don't feel offended as the listener. Number two, this isn't the right time for me, but I do have some resources that might help. Again, being very clear up front that this is not the right time, but then you can help them in some other way. So again, there is that beautiful balance of saying yes and saying no in the same sentence. The third one, thanks for thinking of me. It sounds cool, but I'm trying to limit my commitments to save myself from, say, burnout. Again, starting off with a positive sentence, thanks for thinking of me, and it sounds cool, but I'm trying to limit my commitments. And again, it sounds perfectly reasonable because we all know we are all too busy. Everyone's complaining of how little time they have and how many things they have to do. And here's one more thing that you have to do. So, great, say no. Here's another one. I'd love to, but since it's work, it needs to be compensated. Now, this is a good one and a challenging one, particularly for those who find it hard to promote themselves, to ask for payment, to say, hey, you got to pay me and this is my rate. This is a good workout, a good spiritual exercise, if you will, to get good at because it, again, goes back to self-worth and self-esteem. If it's work, then your time is valuable. Your skill has a value and you need to be compensated. And very few of us know how to ask for it unless it's already provided for in the system, for instance, as part of your job. But if you're working for yourself or if you are just starting out to build a business, you do need to value your time. And here's another one that's really, really clear as well and very brief. Thanks for asking, but I just don't do And then you insert the thing that you don't do. So keeping it short, but making it very clear that you said no. Now, as an introvert host and facilitator, I also run events for introverts, you know, for our people who find it challenging to network and be part of events with other people. And we need a bit more encouragement. We need a a low stimulation kind of a space. We need it to be low hype. So here's what I've observed. When at an event, if you're tired and you need to go, how do you how do you leave? You might think, oh, that's so easy. I just go. But it's not so easy when you're an introvert. So what's been helpful, I've noticed, is that you could stand up and say, it was lovely meeting you all. I have to go. See you another time. Or you go to the host and say, thank you for a lovely time. I have to go now. Now, I need to say that to explain about why you need to go is optional. So for me, I usually say I have a social battery of two hours. So it's time's up for me. And the other person usually laughs and they understand. 
or if they didn't understand it all, it still taught them something new, that there is such a thing called a social battery. So in that sense, I'm helping them become more aware. But what's most important about making your exit is to make it quick and brief, as in don't let it drag out, because the longer you drag out, the more your energy leaks, the harder it is to leave. It becomes very awkward for you and for other people. So keep it as short as you can. When you're ready to go, just say so, say it's time to go, and actually go. Another one. When someone wants your time for free, say no first. Because it's easier to change your mind later if you've had time to evaluate the request. But when someone asks you on the spot, you know, can you do this thing for me? What you need to do is to value yourself and value your time and your energy. Remind yourself that you're a person of intelligence and good judgment, and you have the right to pick and choose who and what you invest your time and energy into. You're not going to just give it away to anybody who asks for your time. Next, when someone tries to persuade you to do something and you're not interested or don't have enough information to evaluate, say no first. You can change your mind later, but it's hard to say yes and then have to figure out how do you extricate yourself from the situation when you've become embedded in the relationship and there is an expectation that you will honour your commitment because then it becomes awkward and there might be other repercussions for your reputation or your image or your self-esteem. I love this quote from Brene Brown that clarity is kindness, meaning to be unclear is to be unkind. Because in that grey area, you set up false hopes and expectations. And then you lose time in the miscommunication and trying to understand what people meant and assuming things about what people meant, jumping to conclusions. And at the end of it, you might find that everyone has wasted their time. So be clear and be kind. Say no first. That way, the other person cannot complain of feeling let down because the position was always no. And if they ask why, know that you are not obliged to go into a lengthy explanation or defend yourself or apologize or anything like that. You get to decide how detailed an explanation you want to give. It might depend on who the other person is. How well do you know them? How much do you trust them? More than one person has said, no is a complete sentence. And I love that. But I understand also that for an introvert, it is very difficult to actually say that and mean it. It takes practice. You need to get comfortable being uncomfortable even as you hold to that sentence and apply it in your life. The next time you're asked to do something that feels uncomfortable, that doesn't sit right with you, that you're not sure about, and you don't have enough information, you don't know the other person well enough, Remember, no is a complete sentence. There are some red flags that you might want to pay attention to, which give you an inkling that something's not right. When someone tries to guilt you into saying yes, for instance, they might tell you all about this charity that they are working with, about the poor children in a certain country needing you. And while we know those are legitimate in, in a general sense, we don't know enough about that specific charity to make a decision. So that could be a red flag. When someone tries to gaslight you for saying no by trivialising your concerns or your questions, 
you might try to ask for more information. You might say, please send me some, you know, some some evidence or some um, documentation or, you know, what's this thing about? And you want to know more. And they say, oh, yes, you're being oversensitive. You're overthinking it. And they make you feel that you are the one in the wrong. That's a red flag. When all else fails or when it starts to get unpleasant, block and delete. This applies not only to online acquaintances, but also real-life relationships that have a toxic effect on your well-being and are draining you of energy. You see, it takes energy and a lot of self-belief to hold to your boundaries, especially when you're tired, when you're under stress, when you're unwell, when something significant is going on in your private life, a transition that makes you feel a little destabilized. When all this is happening, be gentle with yourself and go slowly. Focus on replenishing and nourishing yourself first so you can get from that place of energy deficit to a neutral position and then to a recharged tank. From a place of healing and recovery, you can then practice being a quiet warrior and embodying the language, gestures, tonality and internal state of a quiet warrior who is courageous, who is flexible, who is self-responsible, who is grounded, who is humble, who is in tune with your internal and external world, and able to see yourself and others clearly, including intentions and energy. This is a work in progress. I'm still working on my own boundaries and learning to say no with much more certainty and much more conviction. But it can be done, and it must be done, if we are to walk through the world without leaking energy and power at every point, at every request, for our time, for our efforts, for our talents. You are worthy, and you deserve to have boundaries, to protect those boundaries, and to decide who gets to come inside. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me today. See you on the next episode. I'm so grateful that you're here today. If you found this content valuable, please share it on your social media channels and subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform. Together, we can help more introverts thrive. To receive more uplifting content like this, connect with me on Instagram at Serena Lowe, Quiet Warrior Coach. Thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me. See you on the next episode.